Oh my God, happy July and welcome to another amazing episode of Secrets in the Saddle podcast. But before we get started, as usual, we have a little coach's announcement. So this is something cool. You can get on a waiting list for my September Cycling Skills four-week online workshop for women. The registration isn't ready, but we're taking people on a waiting list. So you guys get the first dibs to signing up for this workshop that's going to start September 9th. It's every Thursday afternoon from four till five. So it's quick. We, what we do is we got every week we talk about a cycling skill. So we always start off with pedal stroke and then we move into hill climbing and then we do speed and then we tie it up with nutrition. So every week you get one of those workshops, you get homework, and then we have a Q&A on Tuesday at noon to go over any type of questions that you might have from the homework, from the recording or the workshop that we went through. So basically what you have is me for a month so you can co you can like pick my brain as the coach with, with regards to any type of cycling skills or cycling type of questions. It can be about competition. It can be about touring. It can be about centuries. So basically you got a coach for a month. So check it out. My, my cycling skills four week online workshop for women go to cyclingskillspro.com and register for the VIP. You guys will be the first to get the opportunity to sign up. I'm only going to take a certain amount of uh, women in the program, so make sure you're the first one there. And I hope you enjoy this episode. Thank you so much, everybody. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram. I'll be pu I put coaching um, uh, tips up there and on TikTok and a sign up for the my YouTube channel and don't forget to follow this podcast. Welcome to Secrets from the Saddle podcast. I'm Sylvie Daou, your host, fellow cyclist, bike club founder, cycling coach, bike race junkie, just truly super passionate about cycling. My journey with cycling started 20 years ago when I opened a spin studio, started a women's race team, and founded a women's only cycling club called Cycle Fit Chicks. I'm super thrilled to reveal all aspects that make the world of cycling operate. I'm so excited to be able to bring you interesting people from around the world, pro cyclists, recreational cyclists, coaches, event organizers, bike shop owners, everything and everyone you need to know or ever wondered about when it comes to cycling. I know you'll enjoy this episode. All right, everyone, welcome to another amazing episode of Secrets from the Saddle, all things cycling with your host, Sylvie Dow, and our amazing guest, Andrew Alexander. And Matthew Alexander. So. Matthew Alexander, yes, and he comes from the Bronx in New York. So... The thing about Andrew is that um, he connected me, he connected with me right after my interview with Jennifer Sage was, um, her episode went live and he immediately reached out to me and asked if he could be on my podcast. And I asked him, you know, like, and because he's a spin instructor, he's gone through Mad Dog. And I said, of course. And here's the thing, guys. Um, and girls, um, if you have something amazing that you're doing around cycling, um, if you know of somebody, please reach out. And I love that Andrew reached out. Like he literally phoned me on my phone 
and you can find it. It's, it's all over my social media. And he said, Hey, <laughs> I am so passionate about spinning and cycling. I would love to be on. And I said, yes, of course, because I love passionate people. And before we just introduce him and bring him in, I'm going to give you a little bit of a background on Andrew, and then we're going to get him in the spotlight. So hold on. Let me just change this view. All right. So here goes the bio for Andrew. So Andrew, since January of 2019, Andrew has been providing quality. I love that quality because uh, fitness instruction for everyone. He, when he was teaching fitness, he knows that there wasn't an awareness of any learning development or emotion for, I guess, for emotional disabilities. And we're going to dive right into that later. Um, and Matthew um, preaches quality to everyone in fitness, no matter your shape, size, background, and ability. Matthew will not stop until he gets there. So I love the passion of the moving forward. Matthew decided that to change that. And in, 19, uh, in 2019, he was mentioned in an article of Mad Dog Athletics. So that's where our connection is. So Jennifer Sage was in Mad Dog Athletics. I used to have a spinning studio for nine years with, and we were all Mad Dog certified spin instructors. And so that's where uh, Matthew comes in. Like he is of the new age. I was just making, making a little, you know, he's a new age Mad Dog as, uh, athletic spin instructor. So I love that. And so he went and uh, got himself certified and he was been mentioned in Mad Dog Athletics. Um, and uh, for advocating and has not stopped advocating for, for, you know, just the changes that he's bringing forth in his instruction, which I love. Um, so Matthew's classes, you can expect a high intensity workout. So we're going to share where you can find him and his uh, classes for indoor cycling. And the funny thing is I just got on my spin bike the other day. Um, so Matthew's certifications include um, L2 spinning instructor, Schwinn M Power. So these are all new things to me. You have to explain those. And he's also a Zumba instructor. That's one thing I've never tried. Um, he has written in training, written the training for Mad Dog Athletics, uh, where spinning instructors can obtain EC, uh, CECs. So I threw the certification for education. Continuing education credits, yeah. Okay, I was close enough. Along yes. with his appeared on podcasts as well, Health and Fitness, uh, Redefined, Fox Country Bites. That's kind of cute. Um, and did a story in News 12 for Brooklyn and the Bronx. So welcome, Matthew. I am so excited to have you here on our podcast. Yes, thank you so much for having me. It's really an honor to be here. All right, so what I love to do is to get right into it. Matthew, I'd love to know your story behind how you, how you became to, or how you found spinning and Mad Dog Athletics. And I assume that's how you came across Jennifer and then Jennifer to me. Yes. 
though. Tell us That's your story. That's actually a good question. So, <laughs> yeah, so when I was 17 years of age, I started taking some cycling classes at a local gym by me, and I fell in love with the passion and the energy energy from that class and really what indoor cycling brings to so many people, which is for me, for me, at least my interpretation of it is a place where people can be themselves. And I was, and then I was like, after my first class, I have to be certified in this. Like, because I've had a, because I had a rough time a couple of years before trying to find myself and everything because I was like trying to bounce from different career interests to see what I would like to do. And then I, when I, when I first took my site, my, took my first cycling class, I found out that fitness was my calling. I knew I had to do something in fitness. So I, so, and then I was overweight at the time. So I decided why not take some weight off before becoming a cycling instructor. And I lost about 35 pounds then. Wow. And thank you. And then I, I, once I lost that 35 pounds, I knew I had to sign up for that cycling training. <laughs> and then on, I was still passionate about it a couple months later. And then on January 13th, I took the training. And it's actually a funny story because I woke up at 4 a.m. in the morning to go to a training in. Manhattan, New York at around eight o'clock in the morning because I was living in Long Island at the time because I, my original home, I'm originally from Long Island, but I'm living in the Bronx now for school. And I basically, I, I was literally, I was so passionate about this that I was willing to get it before I am in the morning to go take the mad dog training with Heather Anderson Santine, who I'm sure you guys all know is an amazing master instructor in the community. And then on January 14th, I ended up passing my certification after a month of studying. And honestly, I have to shout out Baumamerics and High School District's Medical Alternative Program because they were so supportive of me and getting my studying in for this. And they were really passionate about my success. And they, and they, and they also helped me as well as the master trainers. Like they helped me with the language and stuff. But then I really learned from my training, all the, all the basics of the cycling and everything. And then on January 17th, three days later, I got my first offer to teach at a gym in East Meadow, which I think is unheard of actually in the spinning industry. But wow. then I, thank you. I love it. Thank Ooh, you. And then, you. thank you. And then a couple of months later, I noticed that there wasn't really like autism awareness, like disability awareness in the community besides physical disabilities. And I found this out because I decided to take a continuing education course on special populations. And they didn't really mention like autism, ADD and everything. And I had a contact over at Mad Dog Athletics, who's no longer there, but I, I contacted him, contacted him saying, we have to do this article. And he was on board with it. He interviewed me, and then my advocacy didn't stop from there. I was mentioned in, like Sylvie said, a, a lot of other sources because I'm truly passionate about bringing people, bringing everyone together of all abilities, shapes, sizes, ages, to this big community because anyone can do it. You just have to want to do it. 
And as my mom always says, have my mom, sorry, as my mom always said to me as a child, what Dr. Susan Jeffers, who's a top psychiatrist said, I'd feel the fear and do it anyway. And I'm just going to repeat that again. Feel the fear and do it anyway. Because if you're debating whether to become an instructor or just even take a cycling class, just do it. Because it's going to really change your life. And like it's changed mine. Oh my gosh, that is so powerful. I love that. Okay, let's all say that again. Okay, that do the, feel the change. Feel the fear and do it anyways. Feel the fear and do it anyways. Feel the fear and do it anyways. Everybody should probably write that down on a sticky note and put it in front of them wherever they work on their, on their, like on their mirror, um, on your laptop. Feel the fear and do it anyways. I love that. And so now, so you contacted Mad Dog Athletics to do that article on autism awareness. So that's what it was about. Yes. Now, yeah. what came of that afterwards? So basically what happened is that I, I got a lot of publicity on social media and a lot of people loved the article. It was really receptive. People started to really make changes in their cycling classes. And then in August of that same year, I was contacted by a company called Shrek Club for all you fellow instructors out there who have iOS apps. It is really, it's a really great app. They basically do, they basically are, are an app where you can plan your classes out for any other modality that you choose. And they did not pay me to say this, but they, but basically they contacted me because they were so touched by my story and they wanted to do an article with me on that, on autism awareness and getting to know me through my lens and the autism perspective of being an instructor. So that happened. And then after that, in October, I was asked to write a training for autism awareness and writing and basically writing a, writing a training with Mad Dog where people can get continuing education credits which are called CECs in the Mad Dog community. It's called a newsletter quiz, is what they call it. And they wanted to, they wanted to really bring out how we can teach people with autism. And that, and that is my, that's my wheelhouse. Autism is my wheelhouse because I'm diagnosed in the spectrum myself. So I really understand this population. And, and I've lived it for almost 20 years. So I, so, I mean, you could say I get it. And then, and then it just does. And then I was asked to be on podcasts with health and fitness redefined and everything like that. But mainly what I don't really take that as like a bragging moment. I take that as like, I'm making a difference in my community. And I just am humbled by it. They even asked there, they even asking me. And because I, I want to make a change because my mom and dad are both in the, my, are both in the field of helping people. And I know I want to give back. And because my mom and dad have given back so much to me. I mean, I'll tell you, I wasn't able to speak until I was four years of age. And uh, I mean, and they really, really helped me to get to my success. And I don't know where I'd be without my parents say, because they got me all the therapies that I needed to be able to be standing here today and talking to you guys about autism awareness and talking to you guys about autism and cycling. And can I like ask that. you a couple of questions? Matthew? Sure. Yeah. 
I'm an open book. Guess me anything. (laughs) Okay. So when you were a kid, yeah. Um, say like, you know, around, well, let's just, when you were a kid, based on what you remember, how did you start out your life? And the reason why I asked that is because I have a friend who has um, a little boy who is been diagnosed on the autism spectrum. He's not typically speaking, like when you said you didn't speak until you were four, it just immediately made me think about my girlfriend's kid. And I just want to know, like, when you were that young, was your development a lot slower? And, and when you started talking, how did that affect like your parents? Did you just move? Like, was that when they completely diagnosed you or did they diagnose you when you were younger? They diagnosed me at 18 months because they noticed that I wasn't making the, it was actually funny because my pediatrician noticed that I wasn't making the milestones that I needed to for, for a baby at 18 months. And I was really behind in the development. And I'm just gonna say this as a disclaimer, autism appears differently in every child. And because, and that's why it's called spectrum because everything is different. And for me, it was that I, I couldn't even speak. And how, we, how my parents communicated with me up until four years of age is that we use sign language and we also use something called the PEC system, which basically is like, if I wanted something, I had to point to a picture. So for example, let's say I wanted a spin bike. I'd have to point to the spin bike in order for me to get a spin bike and me, for, me, for me to be able to ride it. Okay, so they set up picture systems like around the house where you just sort of like, like- Yeah, do- it was actually in a book, yeah. Oh, very cool. So from there, you, how did your progress, how did you pro, how is your progress forward to where you are today? Oh, it's night and day. I mean, from <laughs> well, there. You look, I mean, like, based on where you are right now, I imagine, but, you know, those small milestones at, at age four to like elementary school, like, yeah. how was those steps? Okay, so... I mean, it just got better and better from there because I'm always learning. I love to learn. And I really want to better myself because I felt like for the longest time, I had to prove that I'm capable of being a person. Um, Basically, so I have to be capable of functioning in society and everything. But recently, I've noticed that I just have to be me. And that's what my girlfriend showed me. And that I don't have to prove myself to everyone else and uh, else. And uh, I mean, I was always like, I have to be better. I have to be better. I have to find the next way to advance and my advance in my advance, my milestones. And I mean, I will tell you it was a long road. I mean, I was in special education classes. I had private OT tutoring. Every support you can find, I've pretty much had it. And because, I mean, I will, I'm just going to say this for those of you who do have children with autism that were recently diagnosed, my personal suggestion is to get them help right away because you don't want to 
you don't want to have these milestones. You don't, you want to have these milestones and you don't want your child to get worse in a way. And I mean, I'm just going to say from, because I, I'm not sure how it is in Canada, Sylvie, but in New York, we recently had gyms shut down for about a year. And in New York City, it was actually over a year. And we literally just opened gyms in New York City a couple of weeks ago. And, and now it is, because, and I'll just say this, people lost a lot of skills that they had. I mean, one of my friend's kids almost jumped out of a third story window of a townhouse because he wasn't getting what he needed. Yeah. So just one more question, going back to your, your parents when you were a kid, did they keep you very active? Like, was that part of your lifestyle kind of moving forward, like through your teens? Like, did you guys walk a lot, bike a lot? Um, were you guys an active family where your, your parents gave you a lot of, um, I don't know, interaction, like activities and things? Yeah, definitely. I was active a lot. I mean, I was, I mean, I'm not as active as, as I am today teaching classes, but I would say my real physical activity started when I was about 16. I, and actually, no, it was 15, but I was active my entire life. I used to take bike rides in the summer. I used to, I used to walk a lot at Peninsula at the at the preserves by me, and I always I always found a way to be active in a sense. And even if it was just going to walk for a cup of Dunkin' or something. <laughs> well, of course, that's always the important things. <laughs> like your coffee. Think, yeah. <laughs> yes. You did. Trust me, I need coffee. Yeah, we all need some like a coffee shop to walk to. Yeah, regardless if you're you're going to get one. But um, so now you're like in 2019, you got certified. Now, were you like through like recently this last year? Have you been able to do online classes for like autistic um, families and kids? To, yes, like, I actually skin, But like maybe your Zumba. Um, I recently just got certified Zumba in January, but this January of this year, but starting in January, actually, of I think, yeah, December or January of this year, I, December of last year or January of this year, I started teaching for the New York Friendship Circle, which is an amazing organization that provides people with autism and other disabilities of that, of that nature, a, a place to socialize where they won't feel judged. It's run of the Chi Center in Dick Sills, New York, which is from Long Island, which is in Suffolk County, New York. But, but basically what they do is they provide social opportunities for people with autism and they provide all different types of activities. And I was honored to be able to teach Finish for them of all modalities, not spin, because as you know, spin bikes are expensive and they, and it's hard to get in the home, but, but yeah, I mean, hopefully I'll be able to do spin with them eventually. But I mean, and then also I was, I was also asked to teach a spin class once at a local JCC by me for people with autism. They loved it. 
And really what I found in my personal observations is that people with autism like fitness and it really helps with their overall, overall social outlets. It helps with their, their mental stability. It helps with, and then also being scientific, it releases serotonin in their body, which makes them feel happier, makes their attention go, makes their attention become better and all certain types of stuff. Of course it does. And everybody. So have you thought of maybe doing classes on your own, maybe just moving body kind of, you know, like just movement classes for people who don't have spin bikes. Like I get spin bikes. Yes. I actually am teaching Zumba classes online right now on Saturday mornings for those of you who do want to come and I can leave and it's on my Facebook and Instagram page, which Sylvie can leave in, Sylvie can leave if she wants in the, in the comments and you guys can always message me about it and I will be more than glad to assist you with any questions you guys might have about it. And also I um, and honestly, it's not a bad idea teaching like general movement outside for people with autism and those types of disabilities. And I'm going to, I'm definitely going to look into that and see what I can do to try and reach out to local organizations over the summer and see what I can do. You know what, Andrew, I, uh, Andrew. And Matthew. Matthew. <laughs> you know what, Matthew, I was just thinking that this might be an opportunity for you to actually break out on your own because I know autism is actually increased in a lot of children as of late. Um, I can think of about five of my friends who have autistic children who in are younger, like they're not teens. Yeah. Um, But still, and I, you know, I honestly think that, you would have a business model for, you know, even morning classes for kids for movement where you can incorporate your Zumba moves um, and, and things like that, especially with a lot of these lockdowns, like in Canada, in, um, you know, the United States, um, you know, I know it, like, you know, even if it's online, cause I mean, we can't avoid it, but yeah something where some, you know, kids can just move to music. And I love that. I I think you would be an amazing, um, like spearhead, like a leader to think about something like that. And I'm going to suggest something offline um, for you to look into that. I just currently am looking at for online fitness where you can, Um, create your own uh, platform. I mean, it's all there. You just have to yeah. decide what you're going to do with it. Because um, I think yeah. I think you have an a, an exceptional niche, and your personality and your passion would. I mean, you could help so many people. I'm going to cry now. <laughs> Honestly, me too. <laughs> but you know, and. Um, and because that's how I feel about cycling, but I know cycling can't touch everybody, right? Yeah. Especially the younger kids where you can really, um, I mean, you, I mean, being autistic yourself, you, you know what they're going through. 
and yeah. you probably can really tap into things that they need. Um, yeah. And be such a mentor. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I know. Honestly, this but, really means a lot, Sylvie. Thank you. So, oh my God, it's mm. like seeing great things and great people. It's mm. Mm. and and just you know providing the um, the ideas. I mean, yeah, you know, because I think I you you sound like you're on the right track with what you're doing right now. Instead of you know, and partnering with different places is amazing, but really going out on your own. I know it's super scary, but remember that mantra you just said? Yes, feel the fear and do it anyway. Feel the fear and do it anyways. That's yes. what you're going to need to do. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah. and just, just going out with your own, like, sense of, you know, like just bringing people into um, your passion and being able to touch so many people would be just extraordinary. And I know that so many people are probably looking for someone like you, if they're autistic themselves, if they have autistic children. Um, now, question, you're doing stuff online right now. Yes. Is it for an autistic audience or is it for everybody or you're just are what do what do where's your audience um, right yeah. now one of my groups is autistic that okay. i see that i work with every week but the is that's that a friendship circle that's online yes okay per, and that's all on your page right your pages um that is through a private group i go through oh, okay okay but perfect the zumba i do on saturday mornings for everyone Okay, because I did see that on your page. I like your Zumba yes. besties. Oh, and, and the kids in there. Yeah. Oh, I think I know. that's so it's, awesome. I know. Literally, it's amazing, honestly. The lives, the lives we get to touch in fitness, honestly. I mean, it's really, I am just touched that I have the honor to touch so many lives. And now I'm going to, hopefully I don't, Joke it's here, but I mean, it's just over the last two and almost a half years, I am just grateful and honored that I've met so many amazing people throughout my journey and people who are supportive, people who support each other when I'm teaching, who really want to make a difference and really want to help. And I'm honored that my story can help inspire others to make a difference in their lives. And I don't ask for money, really. I'm just all about paying it forward. Yeah, and I hope that, you know, through this podcast, we can pay it forward and touch as many people who need to hear this, really. And they reach out to you because of this. And that's another reason, you know, why I do this is to learn and meet extraordinary people like you and help, help you get your word out. Because I can think of a couple of people right now that, um, who are in the autism business that may be partnering because of their online social um, network that yeah. uh that i and i don't think they're doing stuff like that you are um it's more like workshops and things but i think movement is the the key like you said 
I agree. The, it's the, it's, it's uh, bringing out the serotonin and making those happy, like feeling happy every day to move your body. Cause really that's, and, and that's what I do, you know, with my network of, of women is just moving our bodies and, and, you know, self-care and putting ourselves first and, and helping out, um, you know, just to feel good about ourselves. Right. And, and that's yeah. all the same thing. And I love what you're doing. So, all right. Now, do you have any, um, let me see. Do you have any last words for our audience? If, um, like say if they have, um, uh, younger kids, um, being autistic yourself and having grown up, can you give any advice for, for parents or any words of wisdom before we, we get, before we leave? Yes, I can definitely say a few things. So All right. to the parents out there, honestly, I'm just going to say don't give up because there are many times where I've seen parents just give up on their child and not really get them the support that they need. And I, and honestly, it's hard and it's hard to do, but you can have a network of people support you. I mean, I will tell you, getting supports in schools is hard, but especially in the United States, especially it's hard. I'm not sure how it is in other countries, but in the United States, it's hard. So, I mean, you have to be able to work for it. You got to have that drive. And, and honestly, and, and I'm just going to say, may seem, may seem like your child may not make mild make progressions right now but it's gonna pay off in the end run and all you really have to do is just love your child the way you would love anyone else because they are still part of your family and i would not treat them any differently i would treat them the same obviously with the help of with some struggles but obviously if they struggle with something you help them but I mean, I would just, I just like to say that, I mean, like I said before, feel the fear and do it anyway. And because, and I feel like that really applies now because we don't want to, we don't want to give up on our child. We don't. And we don't want to put them in a group home or anything, but I'm sure what we all want is for our children to succeed. And when I have children with my girlfriend, hopefully wife one day, we will have we will have made, we will have great children we're not going to give up on them we're going to provide them support in any way we can and honestly i would just be a support for your child whenever they need anything and and if they're struggling listen to them be a support system for them in order to make their day and Something that I've always struggled with per se is acceptance, but I mean, it is, it's a new age right now. It's not like it's the 1980s anymore. It's 2021 and it's time now to accept people with autism for who they really are and for, for what they can do because people with autism may seem like they have difficulties but they're all amazing. And something my mom, who's a social worker, has told me is we're not disabled, but we're differently abled. 
And oh, I love that. <laughs> me too. And <laughs> just a second, I gotta write that down. Okay, we're not disabled, we're differently abled. Oh. Okay, continue. <laughs> and, yes. And we and what I mean by that is that people with autism may have certain skills that we don't. And people and certain skills that we have, people with autism may not have. And we have to work together to create an environment where we all feel welcome and supported and happy. And we feel like we belong. Mm. That's beautiful. I, you know, that's, that's, I'm glad you said that because I think a lot of parents feel the frustration and I think a lot of parents need to, to hear that. And I think that was amazing. I'm going to ask our audience, you know, what is your biggest takeaway from this podcast? Um, this episode with Matthew, um, I think it's been so powerful. Uh, please, I, I want to thank you first off for listening, but please share this with someone that you know can use it. Um, can learn from it, can reach out to Matthew, can join his classes, grow his classes so that he, you know, is touching more people. So I want to thank you so much, um, Matthew, for, for reaching out to me. Thank you for being like so forward. I love that, you know, um, and, you know, Sorry, I know we could just cut you off, but if you want something, you got to go out and ask for it. And yeah, 100%. <laughs> and he and did. Yeah. yeah, as I always say to my girlfriend, you go, girl. Yeah, that's right. Woohoo! And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, with that, thank you everybody for listening. Like I said, please share. And both Matthew and I would appreciate um, an amazing review and a five star for our podcast. And thank you very much and have an amazing day. Yes, bye everyone. Thank you so much for spending this time with me on the Secrets from the Saddle podcast. Learning more about sighting people, places and things that make cycling such an exciting sport. I am so glad you stopped by today. Please leave me a review if you feel so moved to do so. I would love to hear your feedback. And if you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would enjoy it, I would be forever grateful. Also, if you could please leave me a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving me an honest thought and an honest comment telling me what you think and most importantly, tell me what you'd like to hear more of. It would really help me to bring more great, inspiring cycling stories to you. Until then, have an amazing day. Make sure you ride your bike. And don't forget to visit my YouTube channel if you'd like to see the full version of this podcast live.